Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. And salutations, earthlings listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie. This is Rowit. And we're going to give you maybe more of a bite-sized episode today. Rowit, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I mean, we're still in the afterburner of Halloween, so why not give us a fun size episode to commemorate the fun size candy you're probably still snacking on? Oh, yeah. And Rowett, maybe you got to invoke dad tax this year with, with the candy? As a pre-diabetic, I try to be a very lenient governor of the dad tax, but put it this way, there's nothing more disappointing than taking your under three-year-old child to trick-or-treat and, you know, the world is their oyster. They open the door. They have their entire pick of the litter. Sometimes if the people are nice, they'll let them get a second handful. And you're guiding them towards your candy. And what they do is they take your favorite candy, show it to you, and then just chuck it back in the basket. Like, you old man. Oh, that's that's rough. As a tricker, as a candy giver the past couple of years, um, we had more this year instances of kids saying, the first thing out of their mouth, not being trick or treat, but how many am I allowed to take? That was a, a regular question, which has cracked me up. I, but I put that on the parents because we made it an effort to make sure that our trick or treat party, which is four kids deep and eight parents deep, like this is proper protocol. You have to say trick or treat first, and then you can get down to the brass tacks of it all. Yeah. What's the um, best thing that you saw in your candy giving experience this year? There was a dinosaur like a minecraft spin on it i didn't get it the kid was really into it though um that same kid though just stared at me for a solid 15 seconds when i opened the door and we just looked at each other and i said what do you say and he said thank you and i hadn't even given a piece of candy yet um and i said no and he said oh trick-or-treat so it's adorable stuff all around yeah um and speaking of adorable, we're probably going to talk about the most adorable release of the year, and that is the Dornbecker shoe. Yeah, there's a lot of good Dornbecker stuff, man. This might be a better year. Um, but before we jump all the way into that, um, I've been rocking some shoes. Uh, I'll start us off with some rocking and copping. Go for um, it. Actually, I got to pull out this shoe, and I do just about every Halloween because it's not Halloween-y at all. But it gives off big Beetlejuice vibes, and that's the Re- that's the Reebok, um, formerly known as the Kamikaze mid, now called the Hurikaze, and it just always gives off Beetlejuice. And also, that one lady in the Halloween realm with like the the, the black Marge Simpson like hair with like the white the Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, Bride of Frankenstein vibes. Um, so I wore these during the Halloween time and just kind of kept that going. And then for my coppin, I had a shoe come in that I did not know I needed. Um, but now I don't know how I could live without, especially after playing 
Spider-Man 2 on PS5. We have a non-related collab with that video game, but it's Spider brand. Think outdoor wear spider, um, like outdoor gloves, helmets, jackets, and such. It's a Nano X5 collab with Spider, and these puppies are waterproof, winterized, um, has all the specs on the inside, water resilient, speed lacing, four-way stretch material, five-room outsole, um, and just a banger. So there's little there's spider webs on the side, and if you've played some Spider-Man 2 on PS5, then you have most likely played around with the different costume variants they have. These shoes give me big Miles costume variant vibes. Um, but yeah, it's that spider. If, if you're watching and you can see the logo, it's like the outdoor spider. But these puppies are going to get a lot of play in Portland. They have a nice little like heel attacher, a carabiner-like thing on the back. Um, a shoe I didn't ever know. Um, they come out soon. I haven't gotten even real, really any like material press stuff on it. No press briefings on it, but they're just like, I've been playing the hell out of that game. Then these came in and it's been raining cats and dogs. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's fucking perfect. <laughs> I mean, not only that, Robbie, as a season ticket of the uh, season ticket holder of the Portland trailblazers, I figure what better shoe to show your love to your second favorite team in the entire association. It does really, especially with the silver hit, it gives you trailblazer. Yeah. Fitting. In more than one way. Um, Roa, anything on your radar? Anything on your feet recently? Yeah, so on my feet, I did a daddy-daughter costume around these bad boys, the Spider-Verse 2 ones, whatever the hell we want to call them. But there was a cute character in that movie by the name of Mayday Parker, and her dad was Peter B. Parker. And there was also an Indian Spider-Man whose name I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce, even though I'm from that region. But I figured if there's a multiverse, that means there's a distinct possibility that there's a... Pavitra B. Parker, so that's who I was, and uh, my daughter got to be Maya Day instead of May Day, so that was fun. And then for my copping, my Sabrina Ionescu one, Brett the Hitman Hearts, aka the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, or the excellence of executions, whatever you want to call them, I love the color blocking because usually when you make a shoe on Nike by you, they always have to throw one aspect of your color blocking off, so they make people realize that this is, an, in fact, a Nike by you colorway and not a general release, but kudos to them for allowing me to rock the whole way I wanted to, and I've gotten a lot of compliments on these. You have now done two pairs or one pair of ID, Sabrina's? Just one. Just one. Um, but you have three pairs total now. I have three pairs. I have the initial launch gray colorways. I've got the photons, which I've yet to lace up in. And these are slowly turning into my beaters for the season. But I need to kind of keep them clean because they are very clean. And You, you can't over abuse something you love. Sometimes you got to let it breathe. You can't wear it That's too right. much. But... um the Nike by you options on that and the air maxes have been a hot discord discussion topic. So check those out. A lot of great, it's, it's a positive hot, like people have been loving the options and turnaround has been oddly fast, right? Did you get fast. I got, I think this one took about four weeks total and they're doing the thing that I didn't think was, was possible, which is making Nike ID great again. Because lo and behold, we've been talking about the fact that there are certain models that aren't even available for customization. And I get that you want to accentuate the fact that you're a pinnacle brand. And within a pinnacle brand, there are pinnacle shoes that don't deserve to be customized by the hoi polloi like you and myself. But I'm so glad that the Sabrina is at that 
perfect price point that if I like a general release of a colorway, I can get it. No questions asked. If I want to spend a little bit extra and make it my own, I can do that as well. And nobody's the wiser because it truly is what seems to be the most agreeable and most accessible shoe, not only by people like you and I, but even countless people in the league. Like I can not even tell you how many articles I've read in the past week around how many people are moving to this shoe, which I think really is an indicator of a sea change that I never thought in a million years that a predominantly pro male sport has been captivated by a shoe and a silhouette that was inspired by the female. But that speaks to the hallmark and the value of a great design. Very much so. That's a great thing. I'm actually returning my first pair of Nikes in a long ass time this week. Which ones? I got a pair of Air Max One Premiums super on sale. Nike did a flash sale last week and they came in and just they're just not up to snuff. And, and they're only $65, so it's not like a financial burden holding on to them. But I looked at them, put them on. My, the heel cupping didn't really fit right. And I was like, ah, just let it go. So don't be no. afraid to let the love, the ones you love on your feet and the ones you kind of just like go. Yeah, fair. So really briefly, this is an odd release. Just wanted to to touch on it. Uh, Portland rapper and Amine and New Balance are set to have their second release this time on a New Balance 610S. Kind of like a kind of like a uh, a cocoony, like a Nike Air cocoony, those slip-on right. kind of vibes. Those have been very popular recently. But there's three colors releasing, only three ways to get the shoes. Um, releasing physically in Portland, Oregon, New York City, and online on Amine's personal store. Uh, believe there's only 610 total pairs. Uh, no, um, 500. Oh, duh. He's Portland area codes 503. There's 503 total pairs. So um, a green, a brown, and a yellow. Check those out. Had to plug that as a semi-Portland-based podcast. Um but now the nitty gritty um, over the past couple of years, we found ourselves talking less and less about the Nike Dornbecker collection. Um, there hasn't been too many completely all-star bangers out there um, outside of a shoe. We talk about kind of a lot, the, the Vimero from last year, the Vimero 2022, the Jordan five didn't really get a lot of love. Um, I think there was a dunk also, but just, There's a dunk. The Jordan one, there was a Jordan, uh, what is it, a foam posit as well. And this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart because it's one of those few things at Nike that I still feel captures the essence of the company, which is trying to inspire. And when you've inspired people through literally thousands of professional athletes, like what is that turn that truly invigorates your heartstrings? And that's Nike partnering with the Dornbecker Hospital, which is a local hospital that takes in terminally ill kids and allows them to be a designer around certain silhouettes. So mm -hmm. I agree with you, Robbie, that, okay, from a hype beast perspective, there may not be that much attention or captivation for people to buy some of these. But I always tell people, if you do have the money, it's a charity worth investing in. And the smile that you see on these kids when you hear them talk about the product is worth its weight in gold. 100,000%. Um, and it's not even, at least to you and I and a lot of listeners, about them being a hype, just... It's about them, in my opinion, being able to find 
that nexus point of childish inspiration and execution. So I have no qualms at all with a kid wanting to make their shoe however they want to. It's not for me. It's for them. So I'm never going to be a a negative Nancy on on that front. But even thinking back to like 2017's um, blue Dornbecker foam posit, uh, not foam posit, um, air up tempo. Um, Those are really cool. The Jordan 1 from 2021 was pretty darn cool. Um, There was a a Vapor Max from 2017 that was also pretty darn nice. Uh, There was a Dunk from 2018 um, with like a chicken on the back. That was also quite cute. There's been great stuff. But I feel like this year really has a great assortment of shoes. There's the usual suspects like you know a dunk but a couple options out there that you don't get to see every year and um, let's kind of just go through some of them um let's start off with probably the crowd favorite their jordan three by a young boy named hugo he's a seattle seahawks fan um his nickname is juice so he has like dripping juice and that's kind of paid homage throughout um the outsole says it's okay to be different i think that's a fantastic story to always keep telling just to be yourself but um, these, for obvious reasons of being a Jordan 3, but also just being a rare instance of good-looking Seattle Super, um, Supersonics, uh, Seattle Seahawks gear. Like, I'm going to be trying to buy this Jordan 3 to not only support Hugo, but to actually own a rare piece of good-looking Nike Seahawks gear. So, they're fire. What do you think? No, I mean, they are absolutely probably the pick for most people's eye in terms of this collection. And like you said, if you're giving one kid the ability to customize a Jordan 3, every other kid in a sense has to climb a mountain because it's such an iconic silhouette that is universally adored. The other factor about this particular model is I love the fact that Hugo has a penchant for gold chains. And because... Robbie had mentioned the fact that his man, the man's name is Juice. There's a JL on the back. So they truly get the storytelling right. And I know that's my bugaboo. That's my broken recordism, if you will, when it comes to this podcast. Anytime Nike hits it out of the park with storytelling, they truly are a brand on their own. And this is the latest incident, uh, late, latest incidents of that. Incident of that. It's, it's an incident, too, because there's like, there's like stuff dripping off of it. So something, maybe there was an incident. Maybe Nickelodeon ooze was involved. Who knows? But um, the front, the tongue region, the whole front part of the shoe looks like it might be either glittery or 3M. So I'm, I'm very interested in that. Um, I mean, not only back- that, Rob, there's also the glow-in-the-dark flex as well. I mean, it goes to the theme of the shoe, which is unique, be different. And to your point, we may have a little bit of volt fatigue when it comes to Nike, but when they first dropped, when Nike first got the NFL contract and they wanted to kind of point to this mission statement that they had of, hey, we're going to renovate and reinvigorate certain fan bases. I think the Seahawks are example 1A of that. Like They were the one that benefited the most from that identity shift from switching from a non-Nike brand to Nike brand. Yeah, and I'll, also just kind of to finish it off, it says juice on the back. It is... It, on the um the, like the plastic heel tab everything about that shoe has really grown on me at first i was like ah that ooze thing isn't for me but fuck it it is for me it's it's over the top in a right way um next here we have um an air max one by a young girl named Haley. um she loves ice cream and rainbows who doesn't um 
and it kind of has you know homages to her charm bracelet she likes to wear her name's written on it nice little gold swoosh but um i could see a really cute girl dad moment happening here do you have any thoughts on this lovely air max one i here's the thing i will never take umbrage with this particular collection this may be a little too much for me but if my baby girl was a big fan of the color pink this is the shoe i would secretly hope for her and one other thing i'll say about Haley's collection is i really like the hoodie and that's something i feel at times gets often ignored we know about dornbecker when it comes to the shoes but shout outs to the apparel and the equipment teams as well that are working on these collections because they have some fire as well and one last thing i will say about Haley is the fact that she's got these trinkets that you can not only wear on a bracelet but on the shoe itself and it includes the ice cream and her dog and a heart to kind of just symbolize the story of Haley as it's been progressing. Yes. She um, was did five heart surgeries. So her sweatshirt has a heart on it. Kind of like a cool looking heart logo, like a LeBron esque logo. Uh, I'm a sucker for a glittered outsole too. Her little charm bracelet has her dog, ice cream, her heart logo, her name, a high heel, the sun, a dinosaur, and a paint brush. The hoodie is actually a zip-up, which I like too, and there's a nice-looking backpack. The, the execution on that's all very, very nice. Juice's hoodie is also very nice. Don't get me wrong. Um, Haley kind of knocked it out of the park here. Next, we have a Dunk High by Macy with her... Uh, floral print and her cookie recipe on the inside of the tongue. That is so freaking cool. Um, looking more at the shoe here. I don't do a lot of floral. I like this though. I can, I can see myself getting down with it. Um, uh, I'm always down for a good cookie recipe too. I'm a, I'm a cookie fiend. There's a fanny pack too. I, I got a note. I also like fanny packs a lot. <laughs> This design is so excellent. I think even the relapsed cookie monster may take a bite of a, his favorite batch of cookies in homage to Macy's awesome recipe. And yeah, the details on it are so great. And yes, yeah, she likes flowers, but I can't think of another shoe that's utilized the inner tongue of a shoe the way they have with this recipe. And I want to share the recipe with you, listener, but no, I'm going to ask that you either look it up on your own or if you've got the extra cash, please buy this because this is the type of creativity that we want to showcase and showcase to the world that when we're sneakerheads, it's bigger than the shoe sometimes. It's the message behind it. And I think that's often sometimes lost because each one of these shoes that we talk about has a mantra associated with it that's usually the kid's personal statement or its statement of intent as they're going through what some may consider to be traumatic surgeries and accidents and incidents like i said before but the thing that shines more than anything is the resilience and just the overall demeanor of these kids that things might not be the necessarily the best for them but they will always have a smile on their face and the jordan becker project allows them to perpetuate that smile a little bit longer I love it. There's also a gray ribbon on there to symbolize her being a brain cancer survivor. And on the outsole, it has, she believed she could, so she did. I think that's a great message, too. Um, peeping the cookie recipe. Uh, looking like a winner. Nothing crazy out of the ordinary. It's a chocolate chip cookie. But the execution of a chocolate chip cookie, you got to have it crispy on the outside, soft in the middle. I believe in Haley's recipe. Looks pretty darn tasty. Um, this Macy's. is also sorry, no, go sorry. Ahead. Macy's recipe. Haley was the previous one. Oh, pardon me. Yes, yes, Macy's recipe. Excuse me. 
Um, the next one here, physically, hits close to home for both Rowan and I, but these look very usable in the Pacific Northwest also. We have an ACG Mountain Fly 2 Low by um, a young boy named Garrett. Um, it has a lot of ACG vibes to it, like a Mountain Fly would. Um, he was born 15 weeks premature, and that came with his complications, and he has now figured that out. Oh, my gosh. I want to say figured that out. Um, he's now just grown, and you know now we're here with this beautiful shoe. Um, it has an added mud-like exterior to look like it's been through what looks like a Wednesday in Portland. Um, but there's a tree line going through it, um, a very cool windbreaker. It looks like a waterproof windbreaker um, with, like, Thor's hammer on there. Uh, not just, like, trees on the mud guard, but, like, a little mountain and sky silhouette going on. Um, even appears to be possibly a waterproof hat. That's must be in a chest that says checkmate. And there's a king's crown on the back of said hat. Um says Team Garrett on the inside of the windbreaker. Just the, the homages and attention to detail on all these items are freaking insane. I love it. I mean, it's one of those things as well, because as I'm reading his bio, everything you mentioned, Robbie, he does like hiking. He's a big chess fan. He collects historic hats. I don't know what a historic hat is, but I want to learn. And that's through the power of storytelling that Garrett's shoe has kind of showcased to us and put it this way. They did such a good job on those mud splatters that I'm like, who okayed these photos because they look filthy, but that's what they're supposed to look like. And Garrett truly is a resident of the Pacific Northwest because he knows that you have to show your badge of honor, which is the mud splatter on your shoe. So he's kind of doing you a solid if you buy the shoe, because he's giving you the outline of where the mud splatter would look like and what it would look like when you wear it on that hike to whatever falls are near your local Pacific Northwest area. Well, Lamet for us or whatever. Um, so what I think is funny, maybe a, a historical hat is just like a $60 vintage hat at a, at a secondhand store. Who knows? Um, that's also very Portlandy. Um, this, this hat's from 1994 Talladega, $80. Um, so very cool though. Um, did a great job there, Garrett. On the next one here, we have a Cortez by a girl named Sydney. Um, she suffered from arthritis. Um, used her own hand work, hand-drawn artwork throughout the shoe. That's fantastic. Um, there's resin on the heel to represent the water droplets of a pool, glow-in-the-dark accents, and there's water ripples throughout. This is also a winner in my book. I love anything. Like There's a pair of Reeboks with like, fake rain on them. Those always kind of touched me in a cool way. thought they were really nice. Um, this set here has a sweatpants and a t-shirt to go with them. Kind of like a Hawaiian print, too. I'm feeling yeah. a lot of these. Like, what the, the hell? The t-shirt is fire. No, I'm like, put it this way. The collection has been popping even more than usual because... I don't know about the rest of you. Usually when I go through the Dornbecker catalog, as we are kind of, there's always like, okay, if I had to get one thing from each kid, I would do this. I would do that. It's hard this year. Everybody brought it. And that t-shirt might be one of the best t-shirts I've seen Nike make in a hot minute. And yeah, something about for me. Yeah. That's something about what, what, what about the shirt? 
No, I was just going to say this. There's just something about it that resonates with me that truly amplifies her message of keep swimming because she knows that a lot of us are going to go through go through things in life. And sometimes the best way to get through them is just put your head down, keep swimming and keep just working through it. So once you do get through that, you get this nice little pastel sunset that is commemorated on this T-shirt. Yeah. And I also want to give a shout out to like Nike's R&D because – Earlier this year, we had that blue glow-in-the-dark Vimero, and these having a water ripple glow-in-the-dark, it looks like somebody had cool pool lighting installed and splashed around and put that on an outsole. It's, I have not seen that effect on a shoe before. Uh, that's really – that's something different in a good way. I like those a lot. That kind of messes me up. Those might be – yeah. Those Do I hear you? Two pair. Two pair. Yeah. I might be a two pair and yeah, I like those a lot. Um, and last, but certainly not least we have, um, the F go fly ease by Christopher. Um, it has Mount Fuji on the tongue. I know you're a big fly ease proponent. Do you have this? You've had this model before, right? I've had this model. I've bought it for every single in-law parent that I have. I can't speak highly of this model and this would be my second pair or my first pair because this is my favorite shoe of the collection. And to your point, the storytelling details are kind of what separated for me with even the likes of the aforementioned Dornbecker three. The shoe is clearly inspired by Japanese culture because Chris has a love of Japanese culture as we're kind of reading through the promotional material. And there's a sweet image of a panda within the insole. It's his favorite animal. And the beach also represents his happy place. And one thing I do know about Chris is he's a Raiders fan. And usually as a Chiefs fan, they are sworn to be my mortal enemies. But the highest compliment I can pay Chris is I will support you and your Raider supporting endeavors because this is a great shoe and it's for a great cause. Yeah, the inside of like the heel region is a panda like hugging like reassuring them hugging them over the shoulder and that's adorable and super cool also like the mount fuji nike logo on the top of the tongue um right. the, the sun behind it that's one of the best logos nike's done they needed just to put that on a lot of stuff that looks really good um that said raiders jersey is number 14 it just says dude on the back he's that dude say no more i love it maybe he was born in 2014 but uh, yeah, this he's that. That probably is why he's that dude. He's actually 14 years old, so maybe that's the uh, end it. But either way, we'll take it. Just because, like I said, the man's that dude. And when you design a shoe this cool and this detail driven, you can't help but feel the love. So, please, listener, I know I sound like a bad promo, but if you are in the market for a new pair of shoes and you're willing to spend a little bit extra, the Dornbecker collection is where I would point to you. Yeah, you know, I started with the Jordan 3, but it might have to be Sydney's Cortez. Those are... Uh, Jordan 3 or this fly ease for me. You know, I've had a... Holy shit, I've never owned a Cortez. Follow Dorn Becker on all your social medias to get an even greater in look into all these shoes and apparel and equipment that we talked about. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, 
and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.